1: You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan, and this is your Friday episode. My goodness, folks. Um, Listen, I told you I was going to do a Beverly Hills recap, but I also told you I'm at BravoCon. And it is midnight. at uh, It's 12.05 a.m. on Friday. Meditza's in the room with me here at Caesars. Say hi, Meditza. Hey! Hey! So we uh, had quite a night. Um... And I I just need to—we're going to do great guests that I talked to last week. These ladies are amazing. I was on their podcast a couple of weeks ago. They have a podcast called Causing a Scene with Sarah and Natalie. And Sarah Gretzky and Natalie Buck, they're on with me today. And we talk about a bunch of pop culture stuff, but I got to tell you— Tonight was insane. Tonight was insane. Thursday night was insane at BravoCon. It hasn't even started. I went to Jeff Lewis live's pre-show, or he invited me because I've been on the show a couple of times, and it was insane, you guys. I'm gonna do a whole Patreon episode about this after I wrap this up, and I got to be up at 6:30. I mean, I listen, we're working, but this is like this is so fun, you guys. But I got to let me just give you a little taste. Let me give you a little taste. The party started at five. And it went from five to eight. And then afterwards I was going to cabaret me, Amy Phillips cabaret show on Fremont, which was fucking amazing. Amy Phillips is a genius. Go listen to her, a podcast called drama darling. But if you get a chance to see her live, she was excellent. It was great. But before that I went to this, uh, the Jeff Lewis party and I didn't know what to expect. So I show up there. I'm really nervous as I always am. And, uh, I get there and I'm there early. I'm like 445. And you know why I got there early? Because I was like, just in case I'm sweating, I'll get in there and cool off before I go upstairs to this party. And I'm sitting there on my phone, you know, as, you know, just checking the old IG and all that stuff. And all of a sudden I hear these two guys talking about 10 feet away from me. And I hear this guy go, yeah, dude. Oh, dude. I thought you two last night, dude, they fucking rocked it, dude. And I was like, wait, and my, my anus went right up into my throat. And I didn't even know that was possible for a human person, but it did. And I realized 10 feet away from me with Tom Thandoval, dude. And I, and I, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't see me. But I'm telling you, it was right there. I literally picked my phone up, got up, walked 10 feet away and hid in a corner. Hid in a corner like a man. Like a man. I hid in a corner until I heard he was gone. But they're all staying at this hotel. And it was like before, like I saw Shep and Craig. But anyways, this Jeff Lewis party, it was insane. I'm going to talk to you more about it on Monday. I'm going to talk about it on the Patreon right now just to get it out. Just to get, because it was, guys... It was insane. And by the way, go to my Instagram. Guess who got a photo with Sutton? Where he wasn't sweating all over Sutton. This guy, I made you proud tonight. I did not sweat over her at all. Ronnie Karam from Watch What Crappens took the photo for me. Me and Ronnie, I should get. I should try to get Ronnie on the show to talk about our conversation with Sutton because it was it was truly amazing. Okay, let me just tease this a little bit. Sutton was like, "You do a podcast?" Well. What kind of podcast? And I was like, well, it's like reality shows and pop culture. Oh, I only like murder mystery podcasts. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool. And then at the end of the conversation I had with Sutton and Ronnie, Ronnie goes, it was something like Ronnie goes, she's like, well, what's your podcast about? And he was like, we make fun of you guys. And then we just walked off. It was insane. You guys, I'm flying too close to the sun as always. But I can't wait to bring you in on this journey after this weekend on Monday's episode. Um, please keep listening. And by the way, this podcast is so fun today. So if you need something to listen to, I think these ladies are great. And, you know, you go listen to their podcast. They are, I just I just get along with them. I think they're great. Here they are, the ladies from Kazi and a Scene with Sarah and Natalie. Also, if you do want, Updates about BravoCon during the weekend, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I've already updated it a couple of times. Meditza shot a video. We're updating that like multiple times a day if you want like up to the minute BravoCon news. But we've got a great conversation for you today anyways. And don't worry, I'll be doing a full recap of Beverly Hills next week. Juliana Carroza took the notes already. I just I actually watched the episode and I was like, I can't rush that episode because There's so many great bits in it that I don't want to rush because it's insane. So I hope you guys are going to have a great Friday and a great weekend, and here are the ladies from Causing Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer, and I got Got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from thirty dollars, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part: all Quince items are priced fifty to eighty percent less. Okay, you guys, today is one of my favorite types of podcasts because it we just get to talk pop culture with people that love pop culture, and I get to potentially point you in the direction of a podcast that you will love. Now, the podcast is called Causing a Scene with Sarah and Natalie. Uh, it's with Podcast One. I was lucky enough to be a guest on their podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I had the best time, but they also have the best guests. Yeah, I mean, they just had Danny Pellegrino. I mean, they have all of your favorites. They talk about all of your favorites favorite things. And they are here on a great day because we have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that just premiered. We have the Kardashians in full swing. Do not give me a dirty look when I say the Kardashians. You got to talk about them. We have the Britney Spears book. I mean, there is so much happening in pop culture. So let's get into this with the two hosts of Causing a Scene, Sarah Gretzky and Natalie Buck. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, my God. Like, do you want to get married? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that introduction. Wow. Um, Wow. I said I
1: was going to ask this when I talked to you guys on your show and uh, which went way too fast. How do you guys, what's the relationship between you guys? How did you, what's the relationship and how did it get to the point where we should start a podcast?
0: Well, Sarah, you, you don't even know, do you? No, you I'll, don't I'll even know. You're it. like, I don't know how it started. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I honestly, we've never met. This is, <laughs> no, we grew up vacationing at the same place. So we kind of, Natalie's younger than I am. So I was always um, probably like a little too cool to hang out with her and like my younger sister, you know?
1: Wow. Okay. But yeah.
0: then as our age gap didn't get as weird like 20 and 27 you know or 20 (laughs) as we got closer um she actually knew my hutton my now husband's family um she moved to new york so when i would go to new york we would catch up you know i i feel like as we got older we connected you know yeah it was perfect more
2: yeah, we connected more. It was it like Sarah was the sixteen-year-old like drinking and like no, in,
0: yeah, yeah. In I Max, this is I tell Max's- the story. And- well, by the way, it, In, it does
1: feel like Sarah that you potentially picked on Natalie a little bit. It feels like that just yeah, even from that description. Welcome to
2: this show, Ryan. <laughs> it's like I'm the little sidekick. Sarah's my mommy. <laughs> mommy. Wow! Well, well, no, if it's, I
1: could break this podcast up by the end of this podcast, that would be truly. <laughs> this is going to be a war. This is going to be like Courtney and Kim this season on the Kardashians. No, by the end of this, we're absolutely no. nothing.
0: We are nothing like that. I will say no, no, no. We, um, during, you know, we, we don't like to say the C word, but during 2020, Natalie, um, had an, had a podcast idea and I said, why not? Why not? We were, <laughs> we were all in dark places. The world was at the end of
1: my place. rope. Why not do a yeah. podcast? Why sure. not? Well,
2: the only thing people were doing were, was watching TV and yeah. watching we movies. About. So, and no, way,
1: isn't it funny that we now think of those as the good old days? Yeah. Remember no, like, when we just watched Tiger King for like eight hours oh. straight?
2: <laughs> no, like low key, please bring me back to that for like one month. Well,
1: okay, yeah. I know this is dark, but do you guys ever think about the, how you would reuse that time in a positive way instead of just eating well, cheese and you, drinking water?
2: I would, I would stop <laughs> drinking. I would not eat as much and I wouldn't... Um, smoke a cigarette in my mom's bathroom. That's, that's, that was the end of everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh Yeah. Wow. I don't even think it was crazy. We were oh. I, like turned into like a little bit of an alcoholic, like during COVID. Oh. I think everybody did. Oh my God. I had MSNBC
1: on the whole time and I would wake up <laughs> at three in the morning and I would be like time for a glass of Pinot Grigio. Like, cause, <laughs> and I had like this mini fridge in my room and I would, it was so sad. Like I would, and then I'd be like, time to eat Brie and Brie was nothing, <laughs> just the Brie. Just like, really? like a sandwich. Like I would mm. use the crusty stuff here. It's great. No. Mm. It was a dark, dark time.
0: No, it, and, and the darkest part about it was I'm watching I'm watching Real Housewives film I'm watching Orange County film via Zoom. Like, no, oh. no. <laughs> when,
1: remember the Vanderpump Rules reunion when it was oh. Zoom and Jax and oh. Brittany were like, You like, what come a way to at go. me, Charlie.
0: Like that was Stossy, Jax, that was all of their last hurrah. Like what a way to go.
1: I mean, it did truly feel like everything was ending, even if you yeah. went through like pop culture. And, and I was like, wow, we now have to get used to everything being on Zoom. Watch What Ugh. Happens Live was being on Zoom, which, by oh. the way, did one of you guys just go to a taping of Watch What Happens Live?
0: I did. I went and Jax was actually Jax and Taylor and Green from Southern Charm. From Southern Charm. They, they were the guest. And what a what a wacky place. I loved it.
1: I know I got to go for my first time a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I felt like the hallowed halls because I genuinely watch watch what happens live every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like a, a hallowed ground for me, but it was weird cuz it taped at like 1 in the afternoon.
0: Yeah. I'm like, um
2: What's going on? I here? think they changed that cuz I've been to one taping forever ago and it was when their old studio was I think in Midtown and they did tape like at night. So yeah, I think they I, do
1: some of them. Like last night, I think the Kyle Richards, Teddy, uh, Freddie Mellencamp, live. as I call her, yeah. I think that yeah. was yeah. live. I think they pick their battles, and then I, I think too. they do a couple in a day because I know they're pre-taping a lot for BravoCon next they're week.
0: They're turning them out.
1: But it was did yeah. you see any uh, Jax do anything weird in, uh, in between commercial breaks or anything?
0: The guy just loves the camera. And like He's, I can't blame him, but the guy just – He He pops on camera. He pop. He just loved, you know, he was on, he was on everything he did. Even when he introduced himself, it was like, Hey, you know, it's all just, it's too much. But I I loved it.
2: I loved it. And people are loving that villain show. I I gotta
1: tell you, I like the villain show too. I really, the first episode I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. And then by the second episode I was like, okay, I, I do enjoy the premise. I do – you know, it's it's like Winter House on Bravo right now where it's like I don't mind seeing the off season of these characters on other shows. You kind of get it like we just have uh, Schwartz appearing on at the very end of Winter House in the yeah. second episode. We see more of his full story, and it's nice to kind of fill in the blanks to see how he's feeling sorry for himself on a different show.
2: Okay. I, I'm I'm okay on the Tom Sandoval. Like, why did I keep seeing all these mooms that he. memes, mooms. Why did I wow, keep seeing like, all what these are memes? Moves? No, no, no. It's. <laughs> at where he was like. Pooping or something and like crying about it. Have you seen these memes? Yeah, um, he was.
1: He's, he's on oh, Fox's special forces. Yeah. And he took the, I think, page six quoted it as an emotional poop, which all of my oh, poops are emotional. But always. Tom was like, dude, nobody understands, dude. Oh. So my life. Like, but it's so funny because all of these people, especially once they get into the reality store, uh, reality star realm, they start um, losing you know, losing their brains in a sense where they, losing like, touch? To- yeah, Tom said, he goes, my PR person has never seen anything like this. Like, like she's never seen this perfect storm happening. And I'm like, what about the thing that you did that got you there? Like if yep. you are in the public eye and you do something idiotic, expect us to cause an uproar. That's what you want. Yeah. kind of.
2: Yeah, exactly. Isn't, isn't that theoretically low key kind of the best thing that could have happened to all of them? including Tom.
1: He just has to yes. be a villain. He just has to be a yeah. villain now instead of a hero. Which, and I think that's what upsets him.
2: Yeah. It's like, totally. okay, Tom, what? We're not <laughs> Jesus Christ reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, You're but, Tom Sandoval.
1: Oh God. Wouldn't it be crazy if Jesus Christ actually is like uh, team Sandoval? He's oh, like, I dude, Ariana a, yeah. man, pins and batteries. I don't know why she didn't stock him.
2: I did see some meme and it was like, wouldn't it be sad if Jesus came back? Like nobody would believe him. They would just be like, "No, oh, you're not. They, they, you're you not know, him."
1: He would like <laughs> imagine.
2: <laughs> he'd be in prison.
1: Oh God, I'm gonna get killed! Like I was like, no, imagine Jesus on the Golden Bachelor. Like imagine. Wait, <laughs> <but> are you <laughs> watching? Love the Golden Bachelor. Are you Ooh, ladies watching? Yes, the Golden? Isn't love. Gary? If somebody tells me a bad thing about Gary, I'm gonna lose my mind. If he no, turns honestly, out to be a bad guy, uh,
0: the way that okay, so <laughs> on our podcast, Natalie and I also. Didn't have things to say about the Bachelor and Bachelorette. We feel a type of way. Not this year. Not Gary. No.
1: Well, what do you mean? We, what what normal way do you usually feel?
0: We are just like goodbye, like, good just bye, over good day, are like, done. yeah. yeah many, it's almost many, like
1: it's it's like doing jury service, jury yeah. duty, watching certain seasons of the Bachelor
0: bartenders from Santa Monica. Can we watch go on for love? Like, I don't care. I don't. I, and, and this, whoever's idea this was, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: And I I love it, it. It's, he's just
2: like the sweetest, man, and, and he he's talks so with, endearing. He's like, I,
1: I yes. love that about you. He tells oh, you it's like a small voice, but it, like a, he, s- he means it about every lady. He's like, that's magnificent. He makes you believe in love, and the ratings are spectacular because I think people do genuinely want to see people that have actually experienced love in their past and where they're at now. To me, I think that's a goldmine of an idea because I would much rather watch people yeah. that have loved and lost Yes. Than just are cheating on each other and drinking a lot.
0: Totally,
2: what the, what the Golden Bachelor reminds me of is like the first two seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta, or maybe the first season of The Bachelor, where it's like people are on TV, but they're not on TV to be on TV. You know what I mean? Like they're really filming, like they they want something out of this, and I think it comes across as so genuine. Whereas like you know, I'm, I think we discuss on our podcast with you. Like I'm rewatching Atlanta from the beginning. And Sarah always says, it's like the OG seasons of these franchises are the best because it was kind of before all of this stuff. You know what I mean? All of the social media, all of the, I mean, they,
1: they, the stuff that got created because of these shows, it's its own ecosystem now as opposed to what we were – that's why I think The Golden Bachelor kind of breaks that mold where you're like, oh, wow, this is something new that we haven't seen and nothing would make me feel worse if, like, three years from now, Gary is, like, the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise. Like, I want this to be, like, in its own little bubble and for him not to be attacked on all sides. The only thing about The Golden Bachelor I did find funny is that – Two of the women so far, one of the women went on and her daughter had just had a baby, and then one was missing their daughter's wedding. I think. What? I mean, to me, that was like, guys, even Gary was like taken aback. He was like, what? (laughs) Your daughter's. Gary doesn't like
2: that. Gary shouldn't like that. Don't
1: do that to Gary. No.
2: Gary's like, that's a red flag. Get out. Stage right, Donna. Like and come on, and
1: cat the Kathy of it all. I mean, if you guys aren't keeping up, I don't want to spoil it. But Kathy, uh, Kathy shows you that there are those, there's still those uh, type of people that you see in Bachelor and Bachelorette. If that
0: makes sense, we said. You know what's the craziest part about watching Golden Bachelor is that. You know, we've all, Natalie's in her 20s, I'm in my 30s. We, we all know the, those Stop girls, bragging, right?
1: you guys. My God. <laughs> <I'm>, uh... <No. laughs>
0: we know those girls, right? Like, like the girls that you know, you're, you're always kind of like, hmm, you make an interesting, you're interesting. Now we get to see those girls as... <laughs> they don't change. Thick-tier. They don't what? change. It's a cautionary tale. It's like, you've got
1: to be careful. You're going, and, and, and Kathy is so fun to watch, but at the same time you were like, oh my God, how does, how does Kathy live her daily existence outside of cameras? And you realize (laughs) it's probably the same way. Yes.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I know, all, I know what her friends look like. I know yeah. how they act. I know where they're going to lunch. I know everything yeah. about them. It's great.
0: It's great. Don't.
1: I mean, listen. Don't be a Kath. I mean, Kathy's great. I'm sure she has so many winning qualities. But it was really fun to watch Gary even maneuver when the ladies started kind of little light bickering. About, like I don't want there to be trouble here. That's yeah, he is Winnie the, He's he, Winnie the Pooh. He's literally Winnie the Pooh. He's like I just I want my honey. (laughs) When he was scared to drive on the freeway in Los Angeles, I was (gasps) like that. You know, I was like I've never, I've never seen that on a Bachelor because they're always so like, yeah, I I drink creatine and protein powder shakes. (laughs) Like this, Gary was like so scared, and then what's your name put his put her arm around him, and he was like, I needed that, thank you.
0: (sighs) He's he's literally winning the pill.
1: I can't wait to watch it mm. again tonight. Like I, I, I'm so excited because it, to me that reinvigorates this franchise. And mm-hmm. my dad, my dad is 74 years old. No, sorry, 75 years old. And really, but a young 75. And now, you know, unfortunately, like my mom passed and I'm like, could I get Bill Bailey on oh. The Golden Bachelor? But then I was like, I think he would overdrink the first night. And it was oh, yeah. a whole I know. different like, situation. That's, that's-
0: Another element is you're watching it and, like, I can't help but think about my mom. I'm like, oh, my God. Syl would have two martinis thinking, like, but all of a sudden it's 5 a.m. and my mom would be, like, bitching because she's tired and (laughs) hungry and now the hangover is kicking in. Like, Uh, (laughs) I don't
2: want to do this. How about them all sleeping in those
0: rooms? Like, come (laughs) on. Could we not have given them –
2: It's cruel. Like, they have – That they've reached their expiration date on like sharing rooms with girls. We, we all get out of it after like a bachelorette. I feel like it's like everybody's last hurrah. We don't need to do that anymore.
1: I mean, I love that. They literally drop a menopause joke in the first episode. They're like, nobody can get pregnant here. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Um, But I like that because, to me, it gives legs to these reality shows that we love and want to keep going. Now, in in terms of men and men that I very much dislike, you guys cover the Kardashians. And I do that on my Patreon. But I will say it is such a divisive family in the sense that I love talking about the Kardashians. And I love this season because I think we Mm -hmm. are in cuckoo bananas territory because they are so wealthy and still trying to be relatable. but. I love talking about it, but so many people dislike them that it's like you're trying to get them on board about why this is fascinating. What is your take this season on Kardashians and why is Tristan Thompson still so no. flipping horrible to me? No.
0: No. I can't. I I, I, well, I, I well, I can. Twenty four yeah. hours a day, seven days
2: a Do week. Do it.
1: Do it. Unleash.
2: I think that this season is great because it's great for us viewers. And I feel like we're really, really seeing like the fourth wall in all of this. Like we're seeing, like we, Oh, Chris, Chris now looks at the camera too much. She's Jim Halpert uh, from the office. She's always like, right,
0: you guys, she's she's literally, she thinks she's on the office.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, they told her once to look into the camera and now it's all she does. And she thinks she's being like cute, funny.
0: Like, you know, <laughs> it's sad because I think that the reason why this season is so good, I'll say, is, listen, who hasn't fought with their family? Who doesn't have a family quarrel or a family drama or go through seasons of of family issues? And so, like you just said, they they have so much money, but they're trying to be relatable. And they're relatable because they're fighting. And it's like, we've all fought <laughs> with siblings, but... I I took a Kardashian break because I was at a point where it's like it's all I'm seeing on my feed. It's all I'm seeing in the paparazzi. There 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 were it was a lot of like what Taylor and Travis are doing now and I needed a break. So I took a break, but I mean we love them and we've always loved them and I Honestly, like I just hate Tristan. I call him turtleneck on our podcast because the guy loves a turtleneck and I don't trust men in turtlenecks. Like why are you live in LA? Why are you always in a turtleneck? Like enough. Somebody and told him to look I,
1: good in it once. And now, you know, like, yeah. like Chloe or Chris told me to look good in it. And now it's Probably all he Chris. wears. He's Trashcan Thompson. Like, I've always warned the audience, stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson. He can't <clears> help <throat> himself. He doesn't wrap it up. You yeah. know, he's he's only a good father to the kids that are like Kardashian related. Yep. And I just think the fact that Chris Jenner, Chris, I screamed at the screen last week when Chris Jenner was like, it's just going to be a shame if he moves on, Chloe. I was like, how flipping manipulative and what a Ma- mindfuck that is for Chloe to potentially hear. And also, I think we're getting the wool pulled over our eyes. I think they are together. I think he doesn't leave the house. And I think they're like slowly breaking this in. And by the end of the season, it'll be like, we're back together.
2: I Well, to this point, I feel like why I'm especially liking this season is because we saw a taste of it I think last week where Chloe was kind of going in on Chris because Chris just keeps asking, well, how do you think Tristan's going to feel? How do you think she's like, how about me? Nobody has ever once asked me about me. And I like it because I feel like they're letting something slip. Like we know these people so well and they've been on our screens for so long that like I guarantee you they've really never had that sit down like, Chloe, are you okay? Unless it was televised and unless they had the like family meeting that they did without Chloe. And I feel like they're showing some things and, you know, it's like Chris from Chris getting Tristan a job on
0: ESPN.
1: Oh. Kristen, by, by the way, if you want success in life, cheat on one of the Kardashian women and you no. will be taken care of because Chris has it, rewarded it, Tristan for cheating.
0: It's insane. You'll be taken care of by their their mother. (laughs) I, as a a mother to daughters, I can... Let me tell you what goes down in the situation where my daughter's boyfriend, husband, has a baby with another... Let me just tell you what happens. I'm a Scorpio and it involves a knife, okay? Yes. It doesn't involve me, like... Keep that energy.
1: That's what we need. I want... We're... Chris, I knew I want Chris Jenner how she is in these business deals because you know oh, yes. we don't see that where she is like one of oh. the best business people yep. in the world. I want that Chris Jenner. You mess with my daughter, you never work again in this I, town. You, why did she reward is,
0: these men? Why it's so respectable as a mother? I mean, to, to if we could just get Chris in one or two scenes, I don't care. But you know what? Now now that I'm going on this rant, it's like what about Scott? Scott and Courtney. Hey, what's going on? I'm just happy to be filming you guys. Totally. Ah, tell you ah. i tell you I feel thing bad, bad for he Scott. He did it to Courtney. And, and then he celebrate. You know, it started way back you are trying then. to hook he him up like, with a new woman, and he's not even
1: ready for a relationship.
2: On such a fake oh, scenario fake. that would have maybe worked in okay. season two or three, But But you know what?
1: Scott's always good for those fake – he wants to be on the show. So he's always good for those fake scenarios, whether it be the Art Vanderlei stuff or like he's good. You can put him in a scene with a (gasps) mime like Chris Jenner used to do and like he can make those fake scenes kind of work because, you know, you like Scott. He's kind of funny. You know, he can make those fake scenes work. But this show has moved past fake scenes. So when you see a fake scene like that, it really sticks out in your head.
0: I think Scott –
2: it seems like in a very, very troubled place right now, just based off of the saturation switch by when you see the, what saturation you see on your screen when he's filming and then they flip to something else. I think they're editing the lighting to maybe make him look tanner and like the amount of makeup that's caked on his face. It, to me, it's like, okay, this is sad. And like, something's actually happening with him. Like why are we trying to force it? Like Scott has like maybe outrun his or like, the 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 shtick is over for well, me. I see and the, Scott. Light,
1: the light seems to have gone out of his eyes a little bit, and I've noticed that with my I, I use myself. But like sometimes I just feel like I'm not lit from within. And right yeah. now, Scott does not seem like the normal Scott, sure. and that of course is you know bothersome. But I sometimes wonder if like Chris is it the best thing to put him on camera, like, no. and if oh, you exactly. really do care, like Chloe, hook him up with your back doctor when he got into the accident, not like a year later uh, yeah. when he, the Hulu show is involved.
2: Yeah. I just, and like the the dating scenario, when he was on the date with the girl, that actually did seem kind of, it was just so uncomfortable. He's like, you know, I could see us be in front. It's just like, what Uh, are we watching? She's like, I I
1: need you to be my
2: life coach. All right. You know, it's so crazy.
1: And then she goes, she she was the one that said, yeah, do you want any kids? She's like, yeah, five to 10, which is like a really varied number of a lot of kids. And then she was like, oh, or one to five. And I was like, Pick a lane, man. And I don't think Scott's going to have 10 kids at this point with anybody.
0: No.
2: Mm -hmm. No. And, but I think we saw a little glimpse of Penelope. And I think Penelope seems like keeping that family in check. And it makes me really sad, too, for Penelope. I just. Yes. I
1: mean, you can tell it's that, that, um, that relationship we see in a lot of movies where the younger daughter takes care of the father and you can see how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. And I've always said about Penelope, she seems like she's potentially one of those people that can communicate with the other world. Like she knows something that we don't. She's always like, why? She's like, I see dead people. She's so. She seems so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like North is always running around and Penelope is like, look behind you. That's a ghost from 1935. Like she just seems like that person.
0: That is so oh spot God. on. It's and so accurate. We it's talk so about accurate. also, it's <laughs> like, okay, imagine Chris as your mom. Imagine her as your grandma. Like,
1: what? Like, like Well, she's asking these weird... kids to fill out like W-2 forms. Like, they're all right. like all little revenue streams. Like, oh, my little revenue streams. Come get, a- come give Grammy yeah. a kiss. And by the way, I'm not <laughs> mad at that. If I, lovey. I mean, like, I, yeah, come give lovey a kiss. <laughs> Here, here's $1,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, these kids come out of the womb with a million dollars already in the bank. So I'm not mad at that. But I always think about the future because I don't think they have any signs of slowing down, but it's it's scarier in the sense that we're now in the billion dollar category. They're hanging out with Lauren Sanchez and Elon Musk and all of these people. I mean, Kim now, her business acumen, she's into like, you know, she's like with the sky. I mean, we're, 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 she's getting into investment banking and things. I'm like, you guys don't even know those kind of moves. Like even if she takes a dip in terms of like pop culture celebrity, she will be none of those, you know, they're never going away at this point Mm -hmm. ever.
2: I almost feel like they're so rich and they've done everything that it's like, what could we do now? We, Kylie has a clothing brand, which low key, like I'm excited about. Like, yeah, I But then did Kylie. you see the thing Kylie today the where she season. was already
1: being called out for stealing designs yes, for the brand?
0: From, so that's okay. the thing is, I got to say Betsy Johnson, able, but
1: not the Betsy Johnson that we all know, but a different Betsy Johnson.
0: They're at that level though, where that is never, that is only going to get worse. So it's like, they can keep trying to do these things, but it's like they're just going to get attacked, whether it's you stole this or you copied this or you use this without my it's just kind of like I well, don't like know. Hayley Bieber ha- had that happen, too, with road. <sighs>
2: I will just say this, though, fashion to me, it's like it's fair game. I mean, you can have a knockoff coat on, you know, Steve. Look at Steve Madden's shoes right now. He has identical knockoffs to these Celine shoes. Steve, Like, it's fair game. We're all on social media. Everybody's doing the dupe. Go on Amazon. It's a dupe. Listen, it's a dupe. It's a dupe, not, it's a dupe. I
1: shop at Old Navy exclusively, so they do not steal. Old Navy is where it's at, folks. They <laughs> do not steal. And true.
2: You
0: but better keep to that me, safe because, me, I'm just like, because soon uh, enough, of course, Penelope or Mason's going to have- I don't want
1: the word to get out, but uh, a little place called Old Navy, <laughs> No, trust Chris me, is going to come in and trust- they're
0: going to- Wait for the crossover. It's going to be Penelope or Mason x Old Navy. I used to
1: troll Old Navy on Twitter and I would be like, "Are you guys dropping a Yeezy line anytime soon?" That was back when I was <sighs> still liking Kanye. But uh it no it, it's interesting. You know what I was thinking? Wouldn't Gary from The Bachelor be a good person for Chloe potentially if he would date younger? Like somebody <gasps> who was truly kind and here for Chloe.
0: I don't I, think he'd know what uh, to do with that in the bedroom. Chloe. <laughs> I, I, whoa! Wait, wait. Why does
1: Chloe have? See, that's the other thing. Why does Chloe even have to be good in the bedroom? Not that she isn't, but like, I feel like those are like it's like their it's like their beauty their beauty standards, like the unrealistic beauty standards they set for yeah. women. It's like they also set unrealistic sex standards for women yeah. as well. Like, why can't Chloe just be vanilla in the bedroom and still be okay?
0: Maybe she
2: I, is. Who knows? I need to I need to really sit and think about this. Who would be good for <laughs> Chloe?
0: I we and know who nobody is good for comes Chloe. to my, who who somebody who is uh, n- who doesn't have a blue check mark who has a fat <laughs> bank account and maybe doesn't speak English yeah like give R- a finance guy uh, like let's, let's a, go overseas a,
1: a barstool no. what about Dave Portnoy what about like um, <laughs> oh, wait, did oh you God. did you guys remember that episode it was back when it was on E still and they. They took her with MJ and Chris to, like, a sporting goods store. And then oh, he was like, do
2: yeah. you want to date my daughter, Chloe? Yeah. Could you imagine? Am- like, yeah, no. it's going to
1: date somebody from, like, a Staples or something, yeah. you know? Because
2: Kevin that's working the register is going to be able well, to hold up to their standards. (laughs) I mean,
1: Chris said in the past, or like last week's episode, she was like, everybody has a crush on Chloe. The cameraman has a crush. And then why don't we encourage those people to go for Chloe and not the guy that's publicly cheated on her multiple times and had a kid with somebody? Like, I just don't understand that logic, how you can have everything in the world and still be a participant in some of the dumbest thought processes known to man.
0: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I I know the answer to that question because I'm a genius. No, it it is a control thing. For Chris, it is a Mm -hmm. controlled thing. So if she is not picking out who these girls are gonna be with, she wants to be able to control who these girls have had a history with or who they might have a potential part two future with. You know what I mean? I mean it's the same reason like Yeah, she's never gonna
1: let Kanye happen again. She's like, not on my watch. No more. She's never gonna let let it happen
0: again only because he came out and said what he said, but she would she would have continued it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he had played oh, ball so a little bit, and by the
1: way, I mean, if he had actually done what he needed to do to actually be met- mentally stable, yes. but I mean, it is just fascinating. And then for Kim, you know, like she's always pointing out, like she's doing these special moments for her family and for her children, which I think are amazing. But it's like, you know, for a five-year-old boy, like you buying a soccer team, is that kind of like, it just like, it's like, why it's, it's, it's just truly about- wild.
2: I am so, God, I'm so annoyed. I'm so happy you just brought that up. Okay. When Kim took Saint to the soccer game and Saint is, sc- I don't, you forgot my jersey. My this jersey. is the worst day ever. Crying, Kim, this is a great moment because you are being filmed to sit down with Saint and say, knock it off. You're going to complain and be a spoiled brat. We're going home. You know how well that would have gone over? No, seriously, people would be like, okay, at no. least she parents or kids. She's like, just- okay, do you want like a croissant? Like you know, Wouldn't that be shocking if Kim shocking. spanked Saint on camera? Like, I mean, like, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you just be
1: shocked? Like, holy shit, Kim just spanked Saint. Like, <laughs> I would be shocked. But instead, she's, like, taking him to Paris on a private jet with his buddies and then talking it's about the, the Manny that ever. is, like, for the male influence, she hired a Manny.
2: If I ever spoke like that in front of my parents when they did something for me. It oh. would be like my parents taking me to the Taylor Swift concert. I, I want the <laughs> first row, not the. These are horrible. I would be literally probably spanked. Like oh my yeah. god.
1: My sister – I remember this in the 80s. For kids of the 80s, my sister got a Cabbage Patch doll. They used to be all the rage. Like it was like the toy to Mm -hmm. get. And my grandma bought my sister a Cabbage Patch doll, but it wasn't the right Cabbage Patch doll. Uh. And we got to open one gift the night before Christmas, and that was the one she opened. And she threw the biggest fit. And I have never seen my dad – as angry as that night of like, how dare, like, do you know I grew up and I got just underwear for Christmas? Like, you and know, yeah. like it was, the, it was, it was a moment I will never forget. And these kids, like, you forgot my red jersey. And she's like, I'll buy you a soccer player. Yes, yeah. And
0: do it makes me hang sad out because messy. I feel like, like Natalie said, like, that was such a moment where we all could have been like, she's wow. human.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It is weird because they tr- they keep trying to let us know that they're human, but they're almost like cosplaying actual yes. humans. So it does. It's yeah. always like, oh, is this AI? It's like sort of weird. It doesn't really because you know, how like, could you be normal at this point? How it, could you be normal?
0: It, yeah. No. No. And I I totally get that in it. And again, I mean, that's why we're watching. But I I have to believe in my heart. I I really do have to believe that they're all good moms. Like I really do think they are good moms. Um, yeah, they I love their they kids, all, obviously. I think they parent differently. And I think, okay, do you remember that Vanity Fair thing that went viral? And they didn't show it on the show. But where Courtney said to Chloe, are you ever going to let True spend the night at my house? And Chloe said no.
1: Oh, yeah. it was the uh, the lie detector lie test. Detector. They, so yeah, they showed, the they lie showed detector. like a little bit of it, but they didn't show I'm, that question. Yeah, Like,
0: I need more on that like well, why are, are the things, we and not? that's why
1: Courtney almost seems like a freedom fighter like breaking away from yeah. the Kardashians and Courtney has her own issues but it is so real that it's a palpable tension between her and Kim this season but it even spilled over into Kim's 43rd birthday the you know the the Instagram story didn't even post a story yeah. wow. that Courtney put out for Kim's birthday of like we fight a lot nobody can even see how much we fight hi yeah. if they only knew anyways yeah. love you and it was kind of like positive what? but kind of still you could just feel the tension within the post.
2: Yep. 100%.
1: Um speaking of Hailey Bieber, you actually just brought up her, her uh, what is it? Road Rode Road, a, road mm-hmm. uh, her makeup road. Road, road. sorry, I'm a guy. And um Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just reading uh, uh, the cut article about Hailey Bieber, why can't she just be bloated? Because there was these pregnancy rumors and she was like, "Listen, I'm just bloated." And I will say it's interesting in this day and age for people that are so successful when you have those moments where you do feel bad for celebrities. Where you're like, oh, this is a very real moment for Haley. And you kind of sense like, oh, they probably potentially are having issues. And it's got to be weird because when I'm going through my worst, I thankfully, I mean, a couple people through the podcast, but I thankfully don't have thousands of people commenting on it every day. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, it's got to be, you're just got to be constantly tense.
0: Yeah, it's giving who- Jennifer Aniston all of the 90s and 2000s. Like, you know how everyone was always commenting on her being pregnant and she was never pregnant and come to find out she was struggling the whole time. And and I think that it's a uh, very relatable, you know, in today's day and age, we're a lot more open about like struggling or are you going to get pregnant? Are you not going to get pregnant? Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? And, um, yeah, but like also like not me thinking like when has she ever been bloated? Like that's me every day. She's yeah, bloated. Totally yeah. But that's what we I look bloat. like. That's yeah. That would be
1: the best day of my life if I ever <laughs> had a bloated stomach. Like I'd Haley, like, B- I'd be like, might "What?"
2: Just post a mirror selfie if my yeah. stomach looked like her bloated. I'd be like, be "Hello." Be like, yeah, look at we did it. <laughs> we I mean, did but it.
1: it is interesting, you know, and it's also interesting in terms of celebrity culture now is do you monetize off your struggles? Do you monetize? And we see the Kardashians do this a little bit, but we also, it goes into your favorite influencers. It goes into opening up about your personal struggles, but then you notice people monetizing off of that, whether it be mental health or anything. And I find what an interesting thing because that wasn't the case 20 years ago. I mean, mental health really wasn't even spoken about the way and given kind of the respect, a little bit more of the respect it's given now, but I find that a fascinating trend of you can monetize these things that you feel horrible about.
0: Completely. You are... Completely I, correct. I do
2: feel like a lot of it, though, is a PR team of 25 coming in in suits, suited up. That's what up, scares like, me. That's what all scares right, me. You messed up. Now we're going to put you on this commercial because you're going to be avid. So it's, it's a very, like, slippery slope, I think, because is that just going to solve everything? Like I don't know if you're watching American Horror Story. Did you know, she, what? I,
1: you know, I started watching it and then all of a sudden it just disappeared from my mind. And I, I, I said it on the show this week. I was like, is that, that show's still on. Why don't I hear about it anymore?
2: Well, so they had to stop filming, I think, cause of the strike strike. So I don't think we're getting a completed season. It Like oh. low key got good, but Emma Roberts does this thing where she messes up. She pukes over herself on the os on the Oscar night In and then there. Kim Kardashian who plays her PR crisis manager is like yeah. okay you're doing this commercial and they spend five minutes on this commercial and she's like yeah I'm a woman I throw up sometimes what do you do like so they're they're <laughs> they, doing yeah. what we're thinking which I appreciated um, but,
0: What's that sir no I was just I mean I I it's something I mean Something about it like kind of scares me, though, like when we like kind of capitalize off or not, I say we, but like when we see someone kind of like capitalize off their struggles, like I don't know why the karma like kind of scares me, but like maybe they're not thinking of the karma, but I am, you know, I'm yeah. scared of that.
1: Well, I mean, it's a eh, not a brave new world, but it is an interesting thing is that we don't know where pop culture is going to go next. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I keep thinking about like how we used to have movie stars and our movie stars aren't <sighs> the same. Like we're not going to have the I... Tom Cruise's and the Brad Pitt's no. and even or even like the, you know, you, know, you have Robert the Chalamet maybe, you have the, I mean, but at the same time, it's just not the same no. because everybody is making a movie 24-7 on their phones now, and yep. TikTok will always now win over a movie theater, or YouTube will win over your natural TV set, and I find that such an interesting thing to wa- ride that wave when I've always said, like, America's greatest export is entertainment, but my mm-hmm. God, I wish it would slow down sometimes because you're he- you're seeing all these personal stories and it's inspirational, but... I sometimes love old media, which they used to call just like newspapers and magazines. But now old media yeah. to me is actual scripted television shows.
2: Like the fact that we would get our news from an Us Weekly
0: or I long for, the day. I for like, the day
1: of just getting an, a hard, hard copy Us Weekly <laughs> in my mailbox.
0: People? like The cover of People? Like who's going to be on the cover and what is it? Go- oh, my God. It used
1: to be a huge deal if you were on the cover of People yeah, revealing cute. a very secret thing. Now it's yes. caller Daddy that you're going to reveal it on. Right. And then maybe a people, but you won't even really think of it as a people exclusive. It's weird how we digest this information and it's weird who we make stars. And I think that's why shows like yours and mine, like we're there to kind of like, sift through all of this stuff that we love but there's just so much coming at you at all times
0: and like it's a way for like you know you and your listeners and us and our listeners people are like how should I feel about this they're like honestly I don't care what you guys talk about I just need to know how am I supposed to digest this and how am I supposed to feel and so I think that yeah to your point it's like I mean, who are we kidding? We're just doing the good Lord's work. We're just spreading <laughs> the word. But yeah. No, I, 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 well, I mean, for those speaking days. Speaking
1: of that, like how do you how, – how should we feel is how should we feel about the Britney Spears book that came out this week? You know, I mean the, it came out – oh, she's holding it. Sarah's got her copy. I finished it. Uh, okay. So I hear it's a really quick read in the sense that you don't want to put it down. Um, I'm almost, my library says I'm almost in line for the audiobook. It's almost going to come to me, but I'm going to go out and buy the hard copy today to read on the plane tomorrow. Um, and how do we, how how should we feel about this book? Because I've read every, I think I've read the entire book on Twitter so far.
0: Yeah. Let me clear my voice. So I'm a Britney apologist. She was my era. She is, she she is me, I am her. I just grew up. I'm from Texas. She's that small town, Louisiana singer, dancer, that whole thing. So I grew up absolutely idolizing this woman, idolizing her. Yeah. Watching it all go down, you know, the 2000s, what a great time in pop culture, right? Because it was like, we're getting paparazzi shots. They're they're kind of close, but there's no social media. You know, Nicole Richie's acting a fool. Lindsay Lohan's out here doing it. It was a great time. So I remember living all these moments in my little mind, right? 14, 15, yeah. 16 years old. I don't know what's been going on in the last 15 years, but it's scary. No doubt about that. Whatever's happening. I don't follow her on Instagram because I don't want to see... That version, you know, I don't want to hurt with her, but I love the book. I really do. And, and I was don't you hurt the-
1: with her reading the book? Because I hear it really goes into just truly how insane the conservatorship w- was on top of the whole Justin Timberlake situation yes. and all of that stuff.
0: But to me, something about, the, her, something about her social media presence and reading her words, and like I was telling Natalie, I'm like, because Natalie was kind of like, what's going on with the book? Did she? And I'm like, Brittany wrote this book. It is. I don't know how to explain it, but she wrote it. You know, it is. It is, Britney. I just Very don't plain and simple. Wait, wait,
1: Natalie. It seems like Natalie has. What Natalie? Natalie just. Went, I just don't. What? What? What is that thought? Now
2: she thinks she just, has an ick about it. I just have a really big about the whole thing about the guy that's helping her write it. I guess they did it what over email. it was uh, Sam
1: Lasky, I believe his name is, who's a really good writer. I mean, I really like uh, his writing, but that's, yeah.
2: I don't doubt that it's made up, but I fear that she gave him an inch and the publishing company is going to take it a mile. And is she actually getting this money? And to be completely honest, this is going to be, this might get me canceled. I would rather have her book. When we can see that she is of sound mind and is at her peak, she's like, I'm back. I'm going to go talk about this on the Today Show. I'm going to be on the cover of this. I'm going to do that. Well, I mean, sure. we, don't,
1: we don't want a Jada Pinkett Smith situation That's where she's I'm there saying. for five I'm days. Like, we don't I want think, her all week on the Today Show. Know. You know, like,
2: Jada, Jada Pickett was thrust upon us. Nobody asked. I feel like people would ask for this. I feel like what I would love learn... to see Britney sit down in an interview nowadays and be like, what hey, in the let's book. talk about this.
0: She doesn't trust anyone. She talks about Diane. So she talks about how these people were so cruel to her. I mean, this is a 17-year-old girl. We're asking, are you a virgin? This is a mom, you know. No, so, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. I, I and I agree that it was sad. Just, she just she just has trust issues and and the book will explain I, and that's what I was telling Natalie I'm like it is dark but it explains a lot a lot
1: well what worries me though is that I don't think I well I I don't it's a very I think slippery some people slope. well I think no I mean I've talked about this a lot this past, I I think You know, it's like I was just worried if this was the right time for her to do any of this, you know, because it means, you know, she deactivated, reactivated on Instagram, said, y'all, it's okay. This is all long ago. I'm good now. I'm like, she's like, you know, I'm like, well, you got to realize this stuff. This is what happens when you write an autobiography. This stuff is all going to get dredged up again and you are going to have to relive these moments. And that was like, I just hope the people around her are taking into account her mental state. And I also think because of mental health, it is one of those things is that, um, just having having somebody that successful and going through what they've gone through, sometimes it takes decades. It's going to be a lifelong fight for Brittany to ever get to a place where she is wanting or able to do a morning with Hoda Kotb or yeah. anything like I that. I just I get scared that I don't and think we're ever going to see that. You know, that's what time. I was
0: telling Natalie because she was like, I just don't know if this was the right time to write the book. And I said, you know what? Unfortunately. I don't know if there's ever going to be a right time for her. You know what I mean? Like, I think that this is a battle it's and, so and I think it was therapeutic. I think it had to have been therapeutic, but I think when Jamie Lynn came out with that book, what was that? Like two, a couple of years. I think yeah. that, igni- I think Brittany was like, you know what? Excuse me, but is that what started all of that.
1: Well, I know they've always been after her to write a book, you know, and then of course the conservatorship ended and I'm sure that she was able to probably see more deals coming in her way. I do, I would love to know, and that's what like being a Britney fan is, I would love to know... Who is like? Where's the money coming in? Uh, That's where's what the bank? Is the bank accounts all protected? Like because she talks about in the book how much her dad made. Or, you mm-hmm. know he made like six million dollars during oh. the blackout album, which is more than she even made. Mm-hmm. Like the conservators, what they were paying themselves. All of this money. Like she could only eat chicken and vegetables. Which by the way, if you're going for a Haley Bieber stomach, great. But she didn't have choices even in the basic yeah. things of what she would eat. And that kind of shit is horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. I just. Uh, I just wish that we knew that the people behind all of this really do have her best interests at the end of the day.
2: Right. Like, who is sitting at home with her now that her and Sam are broken up or whatever? Like, is she alone in that house? I don't know. It's just, there's so many questions that I have. And just, I, you know how badly I want her to just come out one day and be like, I'm back and I'm here and maybe she is I don't know her I don't know what's going on in her life I mean I want that for is. myself as well like I want Same. I mean like listen, I, I mean, think
1: we all want to be okay I think I think Britney represents something so much to all of us that we want her to be okay because if she can be okay, maybe we can be okay. And like, I think it's the, the, one of the best and worst things about pop culture is that you fall in love with these people when you're younger Mm -hmm. and you have some sort of ownership over them because they made you feel so good. They made you feel so so good. good. So you want things, you want that happy ending that you see in movies and even Mm -hmm. the songs that we listen to. You want that.
2: I mean, Amanda Bynes is another one. I grew up on her and I'm like, seeing photos of her like physically makes me like, Sit. I'm like that is Lindsay Lohan Paris Hilton all of these people now we watch 20
1: years later what Mm -hmm. has happened you know I always talk about that experience of feeling like I was like did I just fall asleep for 15 years and waking up and now we're seeing the after like the aftermath of all of this stuff it's
0: crazy I read the Paris book a couple months ago and so now reading the Britney one I just I I for people who aren't Britney fans yeah you don't need to read it who cares if you're not interested you're not interested by the way I want to say that what I she said, I just Brittany. want to. Pray. I love Brittany. Brittany. Oh no, she, I know, she was my I first know. concert. So what I was going to say is, if you don't, okay, don't read it. But if you are someone who likes her or or is in even a has a sliver of interest, I say read it because I mean, even the first couple chapters, she talks about her family history. Like it goes. It goes back deep, you know, like she's talking about her dad's dad and her dad's grand. It's it's a lot. And I think that it would it brought insight. And then you just see that all she is is just a broken little girl. That's all she is. Her dad was an alcoholic. Her mom wasn't happy. Her mom tried to divorce her dad years before Brittany was born. You know, there's it's such a
1: she's finally
0: able to just tell this is what's happening. Uh, Word vomit. She's finally just able to say it.
1: Well, I mean, I, I can't wait to read it, but I'm scared to read it, but I feel like I I've know. Seen, you know, I just, in today's culture, you've already seen half the book just because of page yeah, like six and part things like that, that. They're
0: telling you how she like, didn't know, like, was she insinuating about Justin's, what oh, was happening? No, no,
1: no, no, no. The Justin's dong. You yeah. Remember that? Okay. But that's not in the book. That was a joke that somebody put out and people ran with it on TikTok.
2: I, I hate, hate the internet. TikTok. I hate
0: the internet.
1: That's what I'm... Okay, see, this I talked about this on Monday show. I'm so pissed. There is this one thing that somebody put out on their Twitter going, quote from Britney's book, he entered me, and all I, I could think of was, was massive like, disappointment, I? and then people were making TikTok videos about it and passing it around as fact. Guys... She reveals a lot about Justin in this book, but one of those things is not about his small wiener. I'm not saying he <laughs> doesn't have a small wiener, but I'm saying that that's not in the book, and that's so I hate that about. The, that's what I hate. It. It. It's like, I'm
0: so mad. It's Twitter I so, I hate the AI I bullshit. Hate the internet.
1: Oh, I truly do. Um, wait. Finally, do you have five more minutes just to uh-huh. bring in Beverly yeah. Hills real quick? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiered this week. Did you guys watch it?
0: I did. Sarah? I did. I did not. Okay, but I feel well, like that's You
1: read the Britney book. You did. Okay. So, Sarah, uh, Natalie, what What were your overall thoughts on the okay. first episode?
2: Every single one of these women are going through a midlife crisis. And it is terrifying because yeah. I'm imagining myself in my 50s, whatever. We've got Kyle and Mauricio. Now we've got to read and PK. We... Garcelle sitting on the beach with her son, her son saying, I wish you were there for me more. That was a
1: very real moment. I thought that actually mm. was a very real moment. Very real moment. Yeah.
2: But I'm just like, this is like suffocating me. Like, I'm so scared, like to get older and to like have these real issues, like hey, literally get ready.
1: Buckle up. Yeah, I
2: know. But Erica, I thank you to Thank you. When Erica said it's her hormones. And Erica's like, is it hormones or is it? Or is it a zempic? zempic? It's a zempic.
1: Yeah, like I love yeah. it. Um, um, PK Kyle. eating chips at the very beginning stood oh out God. to me. Fighting this cholesterol very bravely. Uh now last night Dorit, uh, you know, we have the Kyle Mauricio relationship that at the very end, Mauricio was like, eh, you know, love being, it's enough with the tattoos. It's enough. Love, the-. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm feeling my, it is not enough with the tattoos. And then we have potentially this Morgan Wade friendship or whatever it is. But then last night we get all these rumors and, and I don't necessarily believe this yet you know, is that PK and Dorit are potentially separated or have separated. They already went on the uh, offensive uh-huh, or defensive that. and said, hey, this isn't, you know, we're, we're working through our marriage, but we're not at that point. I, I just knew not to post anything about it yet because a lot of like nobody reputable was posting mm-hmm. like in terms yeah. of like news outlets. So <laughs> I was like, let's wait and see. I'm sure they are going through issues, but it's wild that that pops up now.
2: Wild and but it's also of course timing because you see the conversation between kyle and dorit and dorit's talking about when pk was in london too much and they were like miss so we already were like planting that seed and it's sad but like kyle i really truly think that that reunion effed with her so much that she had like a reawakening and i feel bad for kyle I can. I know the type of mom Kyle, Kim, and Kathy had. I know she's the baby. She's going to be scared. Her sister's Kathy Hilton. Like, she's finally, I feel like, waking up, and it's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be like your little puppet anymore. And I feel like with that self-discovery, Then we go to Mauricio and then the Dancing with the Stars stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's hard to do that self-discovery when you are in a reality show or public eye because we hop onto that self-discovery immediately. Like, what are you doing? You're wearing torn jeans a lot. That's weird. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, by the the way, in the Paris Hilton book, they talk about the Hiltons a lot, about Big Kath and, you know, the mom and that talking about like the past and kind of understanding where these ladies are from, what an intense family the Hiltons are, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I, I didn't watch, but I've, obviously I've seen clippets of all the major things that are going on. And <laughs> something that just kind of made me laugh was when Kyle's really sticking up for herself. Mauricio is so confused. He has no it's, idea who this woman is. His confused
1: he's like, face for most of the season in the preview, he's like, huh? He,
0: he's like, he's Kyle, this is what we rehearsed. Like, what are you saying to me well, now? What are yeah. you
1: doing, Loveveen? Come on, please. <laughs> Loveveen. Love but um,
0: what I'll say Kyle. is I'm going to be really sad if this is a, if this is a season of like, Sad, you know what I mean? Like I like my housewife to be drunk and riled think, up and having a good see, time. No, I don't want to see I, Sarah, everyone. Go, you're right. I don't, it's gonna I be don't, a sad listen, season. My life, yeah. my mind is a shit show. My life is a shit show. I don't want to watch all these women's marriages fall apart yeah. and these kids and 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 now Sutton and I, like just can we all just can we just wrap it up? Like let's just have some yeah, fun. Well, let's just
1: laugh. I was already watching that first episode. I had to watch it a couple of times for the show, and I was like, wow, I'm already exhausted. Like I'm. And this is the I first to, like, episode of the job. season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, by the way, that's that's the only thing I like on TikTok right now. All I watch is like chiropractic adjustments. Oh, like, yeah. I, like I like, want, like I'm like, <laughs> that's my dream. I'm like, I just like I don't even do TikTok really, but it's like the only goal to do TikTok is just so I can eventually visit one of these celebrity chiropractors because like, it looks like
2: somebody disembody me. Like, I feel like the bigger
1: the crack, like it fixes your whole life potentially. <laughs> it's true. Um, I love it. Okay, Sarah I, I, and Natalie, they yeah. they'll they'll come back on if they're willing. We could have gone for like another 3 I hours know. because there's so much going on. Causing a scene is the podcast. What do you always do? You go subscribe, you check it out, you rate it five stars before you even listen to it because they were nice <laughs> enough to come on and <laughs> and talk with us and spend time with us today. What do we have to look forward to in the podcast?
0: <laughs> a lot we of this. We have we've
2: we'll got see. a lot yeah. of this. We've Who had knows? a great <laughs> guest. We have a great guest coming on next week. Is this airing this week?
1: No, I'm going to put it on next week.
2: Okay, so Bravo we have a great come. guest. We have a great guest We've this had a week. lot of great guests. We had you. Yeah. We really have.
0: We have. We've it's had, been a great... Listen, it's been a great month to cause a scene, so just mosey on over. Do what you do. It, yeah.
1: Who's this great guest? Now I'm like, am I, am I back Jackie on? Oh,
0: is Jackie
2: Ashri.
1: Oh, jeez. We love Jackie. That is a huge guest.
0: We've had a lot of good... We had Vanessa from Real Moms of Bravo. We had yeah. you. We had Danny Pellegrino. Um you know, if Brittany would ever go on a book tour for her podcast, we'd have to <laughs> Could you Brittany. imagine
1: she's doing no interviews, but she just stops by uh, one of our podcasts? Like, wouldn't that just and, blow people's minds? Um, I'd love
2: it. Well, it but happens. But anyways,
1: you guys, subscribe to this podcast. We are buds now, so I'm sure that you'll be hearing them more on this, or maybe I'll go back on theirs. But 100%. we all support each other, so that's what yes. I love. Uh, but thank you, ladies, so much. I really thank enjoy you. talking to you.
2: Thank you, Ryan. You're the best. This was a blast.
1: So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash So Bad It's Good. Stay bad, baddies.
2: Batches.